What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here we go. We are closing out the week strong NBA DFS strategy show Friday. August 21st, although if you listened to the Contenders video today, I called it November. I don't know how I landed on that bad boy. But here we are on August 21st. I'll be a little bit more specific. I am Josh Engelman, joined by my Friday partner in crime, Ben Raza. Ben, what's up? Happy Friday to everyone. Chat, what's going on? Uh, None, I'm ready to go. I just did a good betting show with Julian Edlow. If you haven't seen that, Go stop on by. Gave some picks, which I'll probably incorporate here. We're sweating golf. Uh, great time to be alive. What can I say? Yeah, sweating golf. All right. Uh, I'm hoping Bryson lips this birdie putt out. That wouldn't be the worst need, thing in the world. I, need, I told you already. My big sweat. I need Ryan Moore to make the cut. He's already <laughs> withdrawn. So I have uh, serious issues here. Bryson jar. Off to a great start. But this isn't the PGA strategy show. You'll find that Tuesdays at 2.30 with Ben and Tim. This is NBA strategy. We're going to talk a little NBA. Yesterday's slate was gross. Um, Felt like everything was low scoring. No, Felt like no one succeeded. Shout out to AD for actually succeeding a little bit. Worked for me in DFS, so I'll take it because Wednesday I took the full bend over and grabbed your ankles roll uh, for this site. So... How's basketball been for you, betting, DFS? Take your pick. It's been – so I haven't been doing as much DFS uh, just because I truly – it's hard for me to do it for like eight, nine hours like that. I'd rather be betting these games. Betting has been better than I thought. You know, I I really felt like the bubble was going to bring in some unknowns, and it has. There's no doubt it it has, but the series have taken the kind of trajectory so far – that I wanted, particularly the Celtics. Uh, and we're going to get into them. That was a series that was most important to me. And it's so far so good with what they've been doing. Celtics have looked great. They Sixers really stink. Um, we'll hit on that one in a little bit. But bef- before we do, 300 people in here already. Let's hit that thumbs up. Let's get that number up right now. I will badger you for a request for that as we move through this show. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell. We put out a tweet earlier today. I, we have like seven shows today or something crazy. Wild. From, from start to finish between the betting show, NBA strategy, MLB strategy, uh, the TBD of NHL strategy, live before lock NBA edition, live before lock baseball edition, 
Uh, we've got a best ball draft with Alex and Nolan tonight at seven o'clock. Just doesn't stop. We're a full television network. It's not can't bad. Beat it. Yeah. You can't beat it. Can't beat it. So we got four games to talk about. I did want to touch on the winning lineup from last night. Lineup study wasn't updated, but to win the 100K on DraftKings, you needed SGA, James Harden, which is crazy because he did not play well in any way, shape, or form. James Ennis, Giannis, PJ Tucker, Pat Connaughton, who was the true uh, piece de resistance last night. Um, if you needed anybody from yesterday's slate, 1.8% owned Pat Connaughton was the highest value of the day. Duncan Robinson, and then finally Eric Gordon, who amazing to see Eric Gordon in um, the op. Well, not I don't want to say the optimal, but the winning lineup on DraftKings. Eric Gordon didn't make a three yesterday. Oh for ten. I mean. The Rockets game, it was, not that it was an anomaly, but you if you would have told me pieces of what you're saying about Harden and, and Gordon, I would have told you the series is now 1-1, uh, and they were watching from the bench as they got blown out, but yeah. clearly not the case, and it just shows on these smaller slates, raw points will still reign supreme in a lot of ways, and you saw that with Harden with the value that opened up. Yeah, if you, if you before the day starts, tell me that Eric Gordon's going to shoot 0 for 10 from 3. Without question, I want zero of him. And I assume there's no chance you're winning anything with him. Turns out, 100K. (laughs) Shocking. I mean, again, it's... You mentioned Connaughton and some of the... Like, it was the... Those were the... It's not the optimal, but those were kind of the pieces that led you to the right pieces. And they still, I guess, were good enough that that's how you had to do it. But really bizarre. No doubt about it. Uh, Before we get into the NBA games themselves, free content for today, NBA ownership. Uh, Since you're on the NBA show, I think this one's going to be the most important. And to me, it's the most important thing that we have on our site, not just for NBA, but across the board, ownership projections are more important to me than any other piece of content that we have on the site. So they are free today. You should check them out. If you're playing NHL, our NHL lineup builder, is free for today. And if you're playing baseball and you want to get an idea of who Alex likes on the bump, the MLB top pitchers tool also free today. You can check all of that out, but if you don't need the free content, you can just subscribe. And the best way to do that right now is the promo code Mamba M A M B A. You can get a awesome O plus weekly package for $8 and 24 cents. Yeah. That's Kobe's Jersey numbers. This is going to be good through August 24th. That would be Mamba Day. Again, 824. You can get a weekly pass that includes projections and ownership and boom bust and every other quality piece of content we have behind the paywall. You get it all using the promo code Mamba. It's a week of Awesome Plus for $8.24. It just doesn't get much better than that. Plus, it's Kobe. Kobe, yeah. Listen, it, there's no better time to get in. And you mentioned how important owner, like there's a lot of NBA people watch a ton of games, know these players predicting ownership though, is incredibly difficult on your own. And Alex and the team do it better than most. I'll say it like that. That's for sure. So yeah. uh, it's a huge, huge asset, no matter how sharp you are at actually knowing these teams. And now we'll give you another asset. We will break down all four of these games. One last call. Hit that thumbs up, Ben. You ready? Let's go. We're not starting with anything particularly pretty here. Uh, Brooklyn Nets, Toronto Raptors. Nets are 11-point favorites. Brooklyn gets the home game, though, today. So maybe maybe they'll see a reversal of fortunes. 
they get to put the Brooklyn logos all over the court instead of yeah, they're a giant raptor. Home. Yeah, back at home here. No Joe Harris. Left the bubble uh, two days ago. He's going to be out for this one for sure. Can't imagine he's coming back. I think Joe Harris is just like, you know what? I'm good, man. I'm going to get out of here. He did his part. Yeah, he, they he had certainly their did. They had their chance. They um, definitely are in the playoffs. <laughs> that much I can say. I think TLC looks incredible on the net side today. His minutes are officially not going anywhere with Joe Harris out. Um, he's played 33 minutes and 35 and a half minutes in games one and two. And now they're removing another guy that plays 36 minutes a game from the rotation. I've got TLC in for 36 minutes at 4,600. He's my favorite value on DraftKings. Does anybody stand out to you from the Nets at first blush? No, I mean, everyone is going to be, you, you just talked about, it's not even the production that's being removed. It's just the minutes hit you like a ton of, I mean, this is serious, serious minutes that are going to be distributed to TLC, who actually has looked pretty damn good. So now you're going to bump that up and it's going to be extremely popular and for good reason. Like it is not a ton to say, I guess what I'll send it right back to you. Do you see anything maybe against the grain being a result of Joe Harris being out? Like, are there guys the Tyler Johnson's template or are you just looking at TLC in particular, even though he's the most obvious candidate? So TLC in particular is just my favorite. I don't, I think DraftKings is a little slow to update his price. Someone is going to be a gigantic benefactor for the nets from a playing time perspective. They got to fill 36. Um, I don't think that Tyler Johnson just suddenly soaks up all of that time. I am giving him a bit of a boost. I gave him 26 minutes. I think Kuruks is probably the guy that's most likely to take a giant leap. He played 15, well, he played 16 minutes in both games. I bumped him to 25 for this one. That's still leaving me 34 additional minutes to find. Like I still basically have to find where Joe Harris's minutes are going. If they're maintaining an eight man rotation, that's going to get that's going to be great news for one individual person. I have no idea who that's going to be right now. Is it Jeremiah Martin? Is it Musa? Is it Justin Anderson? Do they bring Lance Thomas back into the rotation? I can see them going to nine guys as a rotation and splitting Joe Harris essentially into two, two separate people. As of right now, I don't have a feel for it. Getting more information as we go will be valuable. Getting starters will be valuable. For right now, I'm kind of splitting it between those three guys. Do you have any lean as to what they're going to do? I can't imagine you have any uh, tie. <laughs> yeah, to no, the I, Nets. I got it. I know exactly. Yeah. How they're. No, I, I, what I'd say is my lean is what you just talked about. I would be really surprised if it maintains the rotation and they just take Joe Harris's minutes and give it to somebody else. I yeah. really don't see that happening. I see a multitude of create a player guys that I'm not interested in taking 16 minutes uh, a piece. And then, you know, a handful are distributed to Karuks and maybe a minute or two across the board somewhere else. But I guess, does that make any of these bottom dwellers playable at like 18 minutes? <laughs> I don't think uh, like, are you sticking with, is there anyone now who we wouldn't ever consider on the nets that you're considering, I guess. Uh, I just closed my DraftKings golf workbook and it's slowing my computer down. So let me wait until this thing actually goes it's what, away. What, it's what golf does. I mean, I just look at, 
I, I look at these guys and I, I can't imagine, I talk about this a lot in a, in a lot of different DFS sports. I hate trying to get things right twice. You have to get it right the minutes that you think are going to go. And then he has to play good on top of it. Like that's a tough double hurdle to, to, to land. So easiest way to look at it would be like this. Tyler Johnson and Kuruks are both 0.8 fantasy point per minute guys as like their baseline. That's what you would expect from them. So for them to get additional minutes, they go from probably guys I have no interest in to definite guys you want to rotate through. And you can see other than the ownership. FanDuel, uh, Tyler Johnson's 18%. Kuruks is 11. Tyler Johnson's 11 on DraftKings. Kuruks is 7. I think those guys can pick up a little love. The guys we really need to look at are, I think, Martin, Musa, and Anderson as potential options for picking up a lot of playing time. Musa and Anderson probably project similarly to Johnson and Kuruks, both like 0.8 guys. The, the guy that I want to pay closest attention to would be Jeremiah Martin. I have no – he might not see the floor. Uh, there's no chance – there's no guarantee that he sees a ton of minutes. If he were to be named some sort of starter or – we find out that they're going to try to get him additional run. He would be the guy that I would take a look at um, to take a flyer on. If you thought that he could get 18 minutes or maybe a little bit more, he's a 1.1 fantasy point per minute guy in my model. And when you start getting, if you're going to be taking flyers on people that may or may not play 20 minutes, try to take the guys that have higher individual fantasy point rates. So Martin would be that guy that is not me advocating for him. We don't have that kind of information right now, but he would be the guy of all the guys that don't play for the Nets that could take that jump. For me, my focus is TLC, Levert, to a lesser extent, Jared Allen. I don't think that I want to try and get one of these randos right. You put Chioza in as a rando as well? I don't see his path to additional minutes barring like a 40-point blowout. Okay. They have more than enough of ones and twos on this team where they're really lacking their minutes is three, four between Levert temple and Tyler Johnson. I just don't think there's enough minutes for Chris Chioza to go around. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm certainly not advocating for Chioza. I guess Martin seems he is like the, I know what you're saying that if you, at least if you get him right, he has a real ceiling. If the minutes come along just because mm-hmm. of his output, the problem is that I legitimately think he could get you zero. Yeah. Uh, there's a, he might not see the floor. Yeah. That makes it difficult. Like Ryan Moore in golf. It makes it difficult when the guy is just not there. Um, so like Tyler Johnson, you have him what around 30 now, 28, I gave him 26, 20. Okay. So like a, it's going to be, you know, and then we're not even talking about, they are 11 point dogs against an incredibly defense. Like, these guys may see some minutes, but this is not a slam dunk matchup. And that's putting it lightly. Like the yeah. Raptors could really stifle whoever sees the production. Yeah. That's sort of the problem here. Um, the nets aren't good. They lost one of the three guys that are like true NBA starter level players. And they were already wildly short of guys with that sort of pedigree. Uh, I mean, if I'm the nets, I don't want to say that I just like roll over and die, but you know, I probably just roll over and die. What do you make of Le- – so in, in the last game, Levert was 5 of 22. But yeah. dishing out a lot of assists, contributing with some boards, do you think he's going to be forced to take 20 more? 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Shots here. I mean, 8,100. I think it's a reasonable price. If you think if they stay in the game, it has to be him. Uh, yeah. You're just kind of you're not adjusting him per se because of Joe Harris, are you? No, I, I don't think it makes much of a difference. Okay. Um, other than you just feel better about having Levert. See, that's where it gets kind of squirrely. Like, is it better for Joe or is it better for Karis LeVert to have Joe Harris because Joe Harris will not get like helped off of and Zanin Musa might? I think yes. Like, okay. because it just keeps the Raptors more honest. And yeah. when you're overmatched, the last thing you want is more eyes on LeVert. That can't be a good thing. Yeah, I'm with you. The, like we're projecting Levert for mid thirties ownership. Does that stand out to you at all? Is that about where you would expect it to be? Yeah, I think on a product of just it's four games. When you look at the Nets, Joe Harris. I mean, we know he's. It's just like oh, it's Levert and even less now. So uh, he hasn't been great in in terms of producing for them, but he hasn't hurt you per se. Like five of twenty two, right. he still was over forty DK points. Um, so I have a feeling people are pretty comfortable with him. And on four games, he's just an easy guy to take because you know he's going to be involved, of course. I think he's going over-owned. Really? Yeah. I so, think oh. no, go ahead. No, I think he's over-owned relative to the the disasters that could be put up. But I, I guess I, in a weird way, see why people are going there. And I'm not surprised that he's this ownership, I guess. That makes sense. 8100 is really expensive. Um, you like him more on Fandle? Where is he? Pretty much the same. 8400 on Fandle. Okay, pretty much the same. Um, like, I have Levert as a top eight guy today, 21% of the time. That is well behind where his expected ownership is. Meanwhile, like TLC, I have it 41% of the time, but his ownership is 38%. It seems to be running in lockstep there. I'm, I think that I'm more likely to be significantly under the field on Karis LeVert, even though I do think he grades out well for the Nets. My favorite plays coming out of Brooklyn are for sure TLC. And then the way that it's profiling now, probably a bit of, a bit of Kuruks, but I see it more as a fade than a play um, for the Nets. I'm, I'm pretty much in line. I think I like LeVert more than you do, but this is not a team where I'm looking to be aggressive. I like TLC. I think LeVert is fine. Jared Allen, I don't have a strong take you know, I think you can get to him in some capacity and he's fine. He's just so dependent on being able to play every single one of the minutes that you need him to play. Yeah. Like if Jared Allen gets into any sort of foul trouble, yeah, he he's dead in the, he, he yeah, he, he's dead in the water. Yep. Let's go to the Toronto side. Uh, they're just going to beat the brakes off of Brooklyn here. Um, Marcus all was a guy that I had my eye on quite a bit on Wednesday I wanted to gouge out my eyes with a grapefruit spoon by the end of the day. Um, The way that he looked has me thinking he plays three rotations, the starting rotation to close out the second, to open the third. I 
wouldn't be surprised if they're either blowing them out and he doesn't see the floor in the fourth or he's not part of their closing lineup in the fourth. I'm giving him 22 minutes. I'm trying to stay away from him today. Guy that I have my eye on most from Toronto, OG Ananobi. Yep. 40, 4,800 on FanDuel, 4,600 on DraftKings, about 20% ownership. This whole team's 20% owned. Lowry, 21. Siakam, 21. Van Vliet, 15. Ananobi, 19. Norm Powell, 21. Even Serge Ibaka, 12. That's, you know, inverse of 20. Uh, I don't know how anybody is picking through this Toronto team with any confidence other than to me, OG stands out because of his price. Yeah. So it's interesting. I kind of like that because it's a team. If you get right, you pick up a lot on the fade side. Like if, if, you know, some of these Raptors are going to play well, but others are not. And every one that you can dodge, it's a non insignificant amount of ownership that you'll be picking up against the field. OG, the price, the minutes, everything checks out. I feel pretty damn confident as well. Uh, the problem I have with the Raptors is every other guy, it's the same thing. Van Vliet, Lauer, like they're going to do their thing. I don't think it's incredible ceilings, but it's pretty good floors. I want to ask you about Norman Powell, though. Uh, he's $300 less than an Anobi on DK. Looked obviously incredible in the last game. Do you chase it? What, what do you think? Uh, I actually have him projected a little bit better than where his ownership is right now. So OG and Anobi and Norm Powell are the two guys I'm getting the most of from the Raptors. Um, About half the field on Lowry, Van Vliet, and Siakam. And just to put it out there, if you're running Fantasy Cruncher, I would likely set a max two of three on Lowry, Van Van Vliet, and Siakam. You need 51, basically 50, just north of 50 fantasy points for each one of those guys to be happy in a GPP. The idea of getting all three of them and them putting up 150 seems implausible to me. If I somehow had Lowry, Van Vliet, and Siakam, you're going to really need Karis LeVert on the other side. So max two of three on Lowry, Van Vliet, Siakam. Uh, but Powell and Ananobi will be the guys I get the most out of this game. Yeah, I mean, when you're talking about – that's something I think that is overlooked in DFS. It's not about how many guys you have. It's about the correlation to the salary. Like those are three yeah. – expensive you're using like 40 percent of your cap on the raptors yeah that's big time you need someone on the other side of the game and you i'm not gonna say you need overtime but you need a lot of things to break right so i'd be much more apt to go for the cheaper versions of these raptors those guys check out the best and i just i have a tough time choosing between the three expensive you know lowry van vliet and siakam so i'm not sure i want to allocate my salary there I'd, i'd rather spend up in other games to be honest one other thing I want to point out about this game before we move on to the next one. Um, this game was close on Wednesday. Uh, Nets were leading heading into the fourth quarter. Eventually the Raptors took it over. But the closing lineup for the Raptors, Van Vliet, Lowry, Powell, Ananobi, Siakam. I think that's their what they're looking for in a closing lineup. So I don't mind playing Powell and Ananobi together. I think they can both be out there at the end. Um my expectation is I have a lot of Ananobi. I have a lot of Powell. I'm fine having both of those guys together. I'll probably have more Ananobi Powell plus one of the studs than most other constructions. But if you are doing this, it's two of Lowry Van Vliet Siakam, one of Ananobi Powell. That I think will be like the most popular combination of Raptors for today. Who's your favorite play in this entire game? Uh, TLC, but I don't think that's breaking. Yeah. We are on the same page. Really Anything are, else you want to touch on is, here? I, listen, I think that 
it's not just a product of seeing the in a controlled environment, the game over and over, like this is the third version of it. But with Joe Harris out, I think it's a pretty easy funnel. And the Raptors to me are a team that they kind of just do what they do. Yeah. Uh, not as much variance as some of these other teams. We're fully on the same page for this game. Let's see if we do the same for your Utah Jazz. Uh, one and a half point underdogs against the Nuggets. Mike Conley back in the bubble, back in the lineup. I don't know how much they fully let him rip. I gave him 30 minutes. I think 36 is certainly in play. Do you have any concept of how they were going to reintegrate Mike Conley? His last game played was Monday, August 10th. He played 16 minutes. Last time that he played big minutes, Saturday, August 8th, he went for 44. So that's Overtime, 13 yeah. days ago he was able to play 44 minutes. Do you think they bring him along slowly or do they just throw him right back into the wolves? So I, I think they, I mean, they don't have time to like wade the waters. I, I would expect sizable. I mean, he's not playing 16 minutes, but I don't think he's going to be in mid thirties either. Uh, my question though, is just not, is this a good thing? I don't want to say it's a bad thing that he's coming back, but this radically changes. This is not like Joe Harris being out to me. Like this radically changes the Utah personnel in my opinion particularly Mitchell on the ball Conley's going to soak up a lot of that and what does it do to you know I think we talk about Clarkson you've got Ingles Gecko Bear I'm soured on the Jazz today I bet the Nuggets I like the Nuggets in this game and even on the DFS side I don't see a ton of Utah that really sticks out for me you're a reverse homer I know it hurts life hedge I guess low too life hedge I like it it is a life hedge the uh, I just today. I can feel it. So sick. I just looked at Alex's projections. He has Conley in for 36 minutes. I went ahead and bumped him up to 34. I, I don't think okay. that I should be that far off. So I'm going to trust the boss man on that one a little bit. At which point, let's pull this up and find out how much Utah I actually like if Mike Conley really is uh, going to play big minutes. I, uh, I, I think... It, like it's good for them in that it's it's obviously better to have real NBA players than yes. less real NBA players. I just don't love the fit for this team and the way that they interact with each other. It got better towards the end of the season. So if I open this up now and look at what my dummy crunch was and have uh, Utah's data in front of me, we have Conley projected for. 20% ownership on DraftKings. I think that he's a top eight guy 21% of the time. So I think that he is being owned exactly where he should be. The guy that's slipping through the cracks right now, 13% owned, 4,100 on DraftKings. Oh boy. Your boy. Royce O'Neal, uh, he's been fantastic so far. 0.88 FanDuel points per minute during the bubble. That's like a like 0.15 north of where you normally see him. Does Conley negatively impact Royce O'Neal in this spot? to take some of the shine off? Uh, I honestly, I don't think so. I think he hurts some of the other guys a little more. And maybe that's a product of, you know, they need every, when you're priced up more, you need more opportunity. When Royce O'Neal kind of just does what he does, I still think his minutes will be somewhat steady. I mean, he's been playing over 30. Do you think that dissipates now? Like you have him in the high 20s? Uh, no, I think I think he plays in the high 30s. I think they're going to try to play Conley, Mitchell, Ingles, Royce O'Neal, and Rudy Gobert as many minutes as they possibly can because there's just 
other than bringing Jordan Clarkson on for offense, there's a pretty sizable step down at every single position in that in like that realm. So you have to assume they're playing these guys big minutes. Yeah. So- Especially Royce O'Neal, who like is their for sure best defender on ball. For uh, sure. Obviously yeah. Gobert, their best defender on the team, but he's not going to be out there at the three-point line guarding people. So I hope not. Um, yeah. I, listen, you have more room to play with. He can contribute and Clarkson and Ingles are just a little too much for me. I don't, I don't love the price. Mitchelson, I mean, he's way up there now. Yeah. Uh, are you going to, I mean, let me ask you like this. So you, you've got Gobert and Mitchell. Are you going to pay up for Utah or are you more apt just to go to like Royce O'Neal? I'm not, or, or are you going to Conley? I'm not going to chase no. Conley. I don't like that. I'm pretty much only looking at Royce O'Neal. Okay. Uh, I, I don't get the sense that there's another direction that I want to go. Um, I'm definitely not playing Donovan Mitchell at 9,400. I, I can't advocate for that at all. 82 on FanDuel. Conley would be the closest guy for me. I think everybody else is going mildly over-owned. I just don't have a lot of interest in Utah. It's I don't love their prices. Conley coming in... I don't think benefits anyone specifically from a DFS perspective. So at that point, these guys are just priced up for having a couple of games without Mike Conley and now they have them. So I, I don't see Utah as a particularly interesting team other than Donovan Mitchell on our sponsor, Superdraft. Superdraft, 1.45x multiplier. I've got him in for 63 Superdraft points. That would put him fifth overall today. So... Donovan Mitchell on Superdraft, very much in play. Donovan Mitchell on DraftKings, very much not in play. Mike Conley, 5,800 on FanDuel. I think that's viable too. Well said. We agree. I, I This is not a game. I, I want to see what happens. This is kind of like a – and I like unknown breeds opportunities to be early to things, but I have a feeling what we're going to see is it's actually a, a bad thing for a DFS side in Utah. So – I'm going to be early on the fade. I think people may chase some of these jazz players in a bad spot today. So then we're going to move on to Denver. I have a very different outlook for Denver than I do for Utah. And considering you seem to be a fan of the Nuggets, at least to win this game, not necessarily uh, your fandom. I love Jamal Murray at 7K. Um, He's a guy that I'm getting quite a bit of. He's going essentially unowned, 12% on a four-game slate right now. We saw in game one what Jamal Murray can do. When he gets rolling, that dude loves to shoot and is completely fearless. You just need him to get into that vibe. Right now, I'm playing – I'm expecting to play a lot of Jamal Murray – Relatively neutral on Nikola Jokic. Um, you know, he's about 20%, 23% owned. I think that's about right. And unfortunately, I'm going to go back to Paul Millsap. 4,400 on DraftKings. Has not looked great in the bubble. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I think that there's going to just come a time where that course corrects. Jeremy Grant has looked better. I think Paul Millsap's price coming down because of how bad he's been is an opportunity to just buy low in a four-game set where we don't have a ton of value out there. Sometimes you just got to take some chances. I'm going to take mine with Millsap. It's true. It's four-game slate. You know, there's not that many opportunities to zig. Uh, I'm going to flip Murray and Joker. I love Jokic today. I think Murray's fine, certainly in play. But if I'm picking one nugget, I'm going to pay up for the big man. Uh, I, I just like the spot a little more. It's not to say that Murray doesn't have a good game. I just... You know, that game was a, it went to overtime and he was unreal late. He was also quiet early. He gets into these zones where, yes, when he gets going, he's unstoppable. There's also times where he's non-existent. He's very let the game come to him. And I don't, I'm not saying it's a terrible thing, but I do worry it's going to be popular. The price is not to the premium, but I think Joker will be more involved regardless. Uh, I feel much more confident with him. Yeah. Murray doesn't exactly make me feel good about taking him. You just hope that you get him right on the day that he wants to be like what everybody wants him to be. Um, That's sort of his limitation. I expect him to be pretty damn popular. Yeah. uh, For right now, that's not the case. 12% owned. That's really, I'm interested to see if that changes where that goes. Cause hmm. that's my, that's, that's what my entire appeal is. The fact that he's projecting as such low ownership, he's a guy that can truly break the slate. I mean, we're talking about a 7K guy, 47 and a half fantasy points is my threshold for him where if you get anything over that, like he's probably in the optimal lineup in the end. Uh, Jamal Murray going for 47, playing 36 plus minutes in a playoff game. That doesn't seem outlandish to me. For him to be 12% owned, that's nuts. Like we have Michael Porter Jr. with a hair more ownership and $300 cheaper. I want Murray by a mile in this spot. They might play Michael Porter Jr. clean off the floor. I don't disagree with any of that. Uh, I think he may come in a little more popular than that. And we'll see. certainly this is, this is why ownership is so important though. Like this can help shift some of those plays. Um, I have no strong take on Millsap. I see what you're going for there. You of course know it's Millsap. Like he has not looked great. That's putting it lightly, but there are paths to it. and, And he's a different way to get exposure to the nuggets. And for Millsap, just to point it out, like we've got him at 12% ownership. On my first run, I have 25%. It's not like I'm just blowing him through the stratosphere or anything. Right. The guy that I would be, quote unquote, lock buttoning if that ownership stays is Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray, Royce O'Neal. That's the two gems I'm taking out of Utah, Denver. No way that goes poorly. Uh, No grant for you. I know you talked about him, but. I, I think that he's owned about where he needs to be. And it's kind of hard. You have to make sort of make a decision between Porter, Grant, and Millsap. It's hard to have all three of those guys. Um, Grant is the one that gets trimmed for me. I also rarely get Jeremy Grant, generally speaking. So it might just be a, a leak in my game for Jeremy Grant. Worse leaks to have than 
sure. Jeremy Grant leak. Anything else in Denver and Utah? No, I hope I'm wrong. And that Conley scores like 900 points today and they, they go up to one. There's well, big- if you want to play some guys in this game that we don't necessarily recommend, i.e. Donovan Mitchell, you got to go to Superdraft. They are the presenting sponsor of this show. You don't have to worry about salaries. Multipliers are what you're looking for. So Donovan Mitchell, 1.45x multiplier. Nikola Jokic, 1.3. I like Jokic even more than I like Donovan Mitchell. That's a big number. And you got to go to him. Got to go to Jokic. Doesn't have to just be basketball, though. PGA, NASCAR, MMA, uh, obviously NBA, MLB. NFL is coming in three weeks, maybe. We shall see. Uh, use the promo code AWESOMEO10, A-W-E-S-E-M-O-1-0. Get yourself $10 on your first deposit of $10 or more. Get yourself $20 on your first deposit of $100 or more. Uh, you can go to their site, which is superdraft.io, or go to any app store and download the app. That's Superdraft. No limits, more winning. Yo, Scotty Scheffler, five under today. Not great. That's great. Not great. Great. The word you're looking for is great. No, no, it's it's certainly not. Um, Look, man, yeah. you're already dead in the water. Don't cheer against. Yeah, me. fine. I'll root for you. That that's fair. I don't even know why I'm complaining. I'm already dead. So. <sighs> All right. Two down, two to go. Here what do you want? I can't give Ryan more of those strokes. Yeah, I could. That would be. Useful. Okay. So Sixers Why? and Celtics. This is here we go. Uh I don't know what to do with Philly at this point. This game goes one of two ways. Joel Embiid either decides, well, this shit's over and just phones in two games, or Joel Embiid says, This shit is over. I'm coming to drop a you know 40-20 game on the Celtics. Let's just start there. What do you expect out of Joel Embiid? Because I think that dictates the entire way we talk about this game. I expect, I mean, I'm going to split the difference a little. Yes, I I think they're going to come out desperate and he's going to come out wildly aggressive. But, I mean, how much can one guy do? Like, it's, he put up monster numbers in the last game. Uh, Can he replicate that? That's a tough ask. I, I think he's going to certainly try. They need it. Price is reasonable. Listen, I, I think he's a fine starting block. I'm going to take the savings. I talked about how much I like Jokic. Um, I'm not sure they have answer for the Celtics. And if, if the Celtics survived the first punch today, I could see Philly uh, crumbling a little bit. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. Um, I think it all just comes. Look, Embiid is very clearly the best player on the team, probably yeah. on both sides of the ball. If he doesn't have it going early, uh, Boston is not set up to be a team that sort of lets them get back in it. They're going to just full on eviscerate them. There's just too much talent on the Celtics side. I like Embiid today. It, it, to me, it's hard not to. Ownership is already there. He's 30% owned. That's where I think he should be. I think it's kind of easy to get to him too. You have to at least pay attention a little bit because he can be the highest raw point scorer on this slate bar none. And if you don't want to go to that, you need a very specific reason why. I don't see a reason to fully avoid him. I'm projecting him neutrally to the field right now. I'm going to probably have like 25 to 30%. Yeah, well, well said. I Ooh. mean, it, it, it's a situation where even though I don't think that Philly ultimately is going to do much here, 
he can still, from a raw points perspective, get his in a big way, in a way yeah. that's going to affect this slate. So it's not like if you if you back Embiid, you're saying the Sixers make this a series or win this game. But at the same time, if it if it goes bad early, I do worry about how much they'll. I mean, it's not going to be if it game four's DFS strategy show will be interesting if they're down three nothing. That's a whole yeah. different scenario. Um, but I do think we can kind of look to that, especially late in this game. Would you play Joel Embiid in Game Four if you're down three zero? No, I would not. Due to be on a plane back to wherever the like hell he, he actually yeah, he might lives. not even be there, especially if they get blown out today. Yeah, that would be n- no interest. Oh, God, I wish we had more time to. You know what? I don't care. This is gonna be fun. I posed this question to Laffy yesterday in our DMs. I'm gonna pose oh, it to yeah, you I'm right sure. now. Laffy's been peppering me with Brett Brown DMs, but yes. Yeah, I, well, I was trying to at least make him a little bit happier. If the Golden State Warriors called up the Philadelphia 76ers and said, we will give you the number two overall pick in the draft, the Timberwolves pick next year, and Andrew Wiggins' contract for either Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid, would you pull that trigger? Number two overall this year, top three protected Wolves pick next year, Wiggins' contract. Um. I get I, this would probably not be the popular answer. What would I do? I would pull the trigger and I would jettison and beat and not Simmons. That is exactly what I told Laffy. Yeah, you see, because we know what's going on. You draft James Wiseman. Right, that's where I was going with this. If you want to draft Le Ball, if you no, get no, that that's chance, not the fine. Answer. I mean, he's probably going to go one anyway, no. but but just no. yeah. Um, I think I agree with you. Wow, I yeah. yeah, that's that's what I would do. You're um, going to get a lottery pick the following year. Wiggins, I mean, p- certainly is a starter and oh, fits yeah. sort of what they're trying to do on the team. Um, yeah, I would do it. I would do it. Just putting that out there because the Warriors have very little use for a number. Oh, two they're trading that pick. pick. There's no doubt. They also have like an 18 million dollar Andre Iguodala trade exception just lurking. So there's something out there. Anyway, back to Philly breakdown. Does Alec Burks see the floor any earlier today? Um, I'm going to bet that he does. At 24 minutes, I love Alec Burks if he's 7% owned. Love it. Yeah, I mean, 7% owned. Former Utah. 4,100. 4,100. Like, we know actual basketball points he can put up a bunch in a hurry, and naturally that translates – this is a guy that could put up 20 points in the game. Like, and you know, he's not going to crush you with peripherals, but he does enough. So to me, this slate, and now we're, you know, we're getting through it. So I can start talking more general. I have much easier time honing in on those 4k guys that I really like than figuring out what I want to do at the top, like Burks, TLC, even Royce O'Neal to an extent, I feel pretty damn good about all of them. Yeah. It's just, where do you spend? How do you structure the rest of the lineup? Yeah, TLC, OG, mm-hmm. Royce O'Neal, I mean, Dorian Finney-Smith, who we'll get to. Um, there's a lot of guys in that high threes, low fours that I'm going to try to rotate through and just take my chances on higher-priced guys. But, yeah, Alec Burks is, as of right now, the guy that I have the most of on Philly. I think that Brett Brown is going to uh, not enjoy getting raked through the coals for going to Howell Neto in Game 2. I think Burks sees a little bit more time, but I even tried to be pessimistic giving him 24 minutes. Love Burks. 
Probably get a little bit of Thibault too, uh, 3,600, 7% owned. It's another spot where I just think these value guys that can play minutes are getting a little misrepresented. And if Thibault gets into a passing lane and grabs a couple steals, that's when you could really put it together. So I like the value plays for Philly today in Burks and Thibault. Not much interest in anybody else. Harris, Richardson, Horford, those guys are really off my radar. So I'm going to go, you know, you mentioned Millsap, and this is not the same, but I'll say if you want a aggressive play that's certainly because of everyone soured on him, I think the key to this game is not Embiid, it's Tobias Harris. For If Philly is going to win the game, Tobias Harris has to actually be a second, a legitimate second option. Um, we know he's going to get the minutes. I think it's pretty clear he's going to get the volume. He just needs to be straight better. Yeah. Not going to be nearly as popular as he would have been if they were playing well. I like him as a, you know, a top end GPP aggressive, of course, because the, it could go very bad, but the price still breeds some upside, especially if you think Philly wins this game. I like the call. I mean, I agree with the breakdown like that from a betting perspective, that's the way that I would be uh, looking at Tobias Harris 7,500 on DraftKings is too big of a price tag for me on Tobias Harris today, especially getting 15% ownership. So again, this is where ownership is so important. I, I I thought, and I still think in some capacity, the fact that he, you could even just say is overpriced, it will deter people enough. And I look at him pretty binary where I don't think it's going to make much of a difference. He's either going to smash any tag or he's going to be so bad that if he was 6,800, he's still not getting there for you. Uh, so give like me the call. highest premium and the less amount of ownership. So if I hit the ceiling, I get paid off the most. I like it. I like it. Do you like anything on the Boston side? I have one piece that's miles ahead of everything else. And that would be Kemba Walker on DraftKings at 6,600. We're projecting him for 22% ownership. Right now I have 43 uh, if I'm taking anybody on Boston today, for sure, it's Kemba Walker. Yeah, and it's just a product of every, you know, the price is, it, it it's easy to see him stand out there. Um, like Marcus Smart, I looked at, but again, we had so many players that were just cheaper than his tag that I liked better. So he's getting squeezed there. I have no problem with Brown. Tatum, listen, he's been ungodly. He's been fantastic. I don't know how, you know, he was eight for 12 from three last in the last game. It's tough ask for him to keep going at that level. So do I hate it? No, Kemba is clearly the the number one option for Boston. And honestly, he's really the only Boston option that I'm actively targeting. Wait, really? Yeah, I don't, I mean, there's, I'm not saying I'm not going to use other guys, but I am not saying, all right, I have any other Celtic priorities. Right now I have zero Jason Tatum. Okay. I have 2.7% Jalen Brown. I have 4.7% Marcus Smart. I'm very light on Boston outside of Kemba. Only other guy that I'm slightly over on is the guy that scares me the most, Daniel Tice. Uh, They can kind of do whatever they want with Tice. Um, Soaking up Embiid minutes with Enos Cantor is pretty easy to do in this particular matchup. Uh, Robert Williams didn't see as much time in the last one, but the game was never really close. This is mostly just Kemba for me. That $6,600 price tag is too much for me to ignore. I think it's easier to pay up for Luka, Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic. Uh, is there anybody else with a relatively high set? Kawhi Leonard, who I, I would rather 
I, I greatly prefer Kawhi to Jason Tatum, and okay. that really just separates my You scared me. My I ownership. Thought when I said that, I thought you were going to be on the other side. Oh, no. Well, I, my bad. Oh, no, no. I was like, I, Kemba, I don't have any other priorities. And you were like, really? I thought I was about to be uh, – I figured you'd have at least one. No, nah, I mean, again, there's a difference. I want to be clear. I'm not saying there are no Celtics that I'm on my radar. If I, if I land on one of them, I, I have to change it. I'm saying that if I have lineups and Kemba's in there and there's or, or not in there and there's no other Celtic, I'm not saying, wow, I got I got to retool this. Uh, I think you can survive without them today, especially you already mentioned. I really like Kawhi as well and the Clippers as a whole. Min Hall, Robert Williams played at the end, Josh. Yeah, that's not interesting to me. I don't care that Robert Williams played six minutes of the garbage time of the Sixers Celtics game. That's not he didn't play. That's. That's a guy that's about to get a DNP CD, but they're winning by a million. <laughs> I thought he so. was going to be. Well, he, I mean, he was the backup center for game one. They went to Cantor in this one and it went really well. Cantor was plus 24 in 21.7 minutes. So yeah, you don't get to Robert Williams when the bench is just brutally assaulting the Sixers. Is um, Langford in the bubble? One of those dudes just hurt themselves and has like yeah, he's here. fractures in his wrist or he's something like that. that they got like six different dudes that are all the same damn dude. Yeah, it's hard to keep track. But yes, obviously that's just a life question, not a not a DFS question. <laughs> all righty. Final game here. Dallas Mavericks, LA Clippers, 9 p.m. I cannot wait to watch this. Oh, yeah. I'm so happy it's Friday so that I could sleep in tomorrow and not do a contenders video because I really want to see this game. Series is 1-1. Um, Dallas is without question my favorite team. I think the Clippers are the best team. So it's just a perfect scenario to watch. Clearly love Luca. That's neither here nor there. Um, let's just start on the Dallas side. But before we do that, just shy of 1,200 people in here, 200 likes, it's too low. We need to just shoot over 300 immediately. Uh, I don't even, we shouldn't even bat an eye at that. Hit the thumbs up, get it over 300. 400 should be like what we're really looking for. Let's start with three now. We'll start with 300, baby steps. You got to crawl before you can walk. Dallas Mavericks, ownership biggest on Luka Doncic. Surprise, surprise, 34% owned on DK at 10.8. 40% owned on FanDuel uh, at 10.5. Porzingis is picking up his ownership on FanDuel as well. 8,500, 40% owned. You're seeing a little bit going to Hardaway, DFS, and Maxi. Where do you want to go on Dallas? Is it Luka? Is it Zinger? Let me know. It's more Zinger than Luka. Um, I have to see what happens exactly without builds, without Luka and Embiid. Um, If you do that and you start a little more balanced – can you land with those 4K guys that we talked about on DraftKings and build like a, a kind of a balanced build like that? That's how I anticipate building. I think that the Clippers really lay it on them today. I'm not going to lie. And I, I think that I'm a huge Luka fan. I, I'm not saying, you know, raw points, he's going to get his. But if there are reasonable guys at the 9K and, and balanced ranges, I much prefer them to Luca today. I think that Kawhi and Paul George are going to be ready. No doubt about it. All right. All Mavericks right. are going to get right. rolled tonight. I think well, I, 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 I desperately want you to be wrong. Me too. Believe me. I just, 
I don't know. This is this is a tough spot. I, I prefer Porzingis. You mentioned uh, DFS. That, that's more where I would go than paying all the way up. So on DraftKings, we have, what is it, six guys? Yeah, six guys north of 9K. Tatum, Jokic, Mitchell, Leonard, Embiid, Doncic. I have Kawhi at the top. I have Luka, two. Embiid three, Jokic four, and then a chasm between Tatum and then Mitchell. So to me, it's a top four. I don't have any ownership going to Mitchell or Tatum. I have 35% Doncic, 33% Embiid, 60% Kawhi Leonard, 22 on Jokic. So that's the way that I'm breaking down the payup options for right now. I don't see Porzingis at 8,500 on DraftKings as all that interesting. The guy that I like second most on Dallas, unfortunately, 4,200. Dorian Finney-Smith, big minutes. Look, he's just fitting in that same Tory Craig, Royce O'Neal insert. Right? I mean, TLC to a degree, although he's looked way different in the bubble. Just these wings that are mostly there for defense but are probably going to play 30-plus minutes. Are you grabbing any other value from Dallas? Seth Curry, Maxi, DFS, Hardaway, anything for you? Not really. Um, listen, can, can you go to those guys? Sure. But if there's one thing I have enough of on the slate, it's guys like that in yeah. that price tag. And on a team that, again, I base a lot of it uh, like that. You, you mentioned this a couple of shows ago, and I think it's one of the sharpest things. These four-game slates, it's a showdown mentality of like, how do you see the games going? Tell the story. I think the I think the Clippers smoke them. So if that's the story, it's hard for me to really want to reach for a ton here. That makes perfect sense to me. Anxious to see how they keep giving Seth Curry his minutes. I think he's like plus fifty six in the two games so far. So maybe get him back out there a little bit more. Seriously, they I'm expecting great. to be neutral on him and Clay and and Maxi here. Um, the the big stand will be. It's not that Luke is a stand, but having thirty five percent of a ten eight guy is a stand, even if the field is there. Unfortunately, Dorian Finney-Smith is the guy I'm looking for from a value perspective. Never exciting, but again, you got to find it at the bottom. We'll go to the Clippers side since you think uh, that is the spot. 1.25x multiplier for Kawhi Leonard on Superdraft. I project him for 70 in that case. That is numero uno. I am paying up for Kawhi Leonard. I am going to play a ton of Paul George. They are both under 20% owned. I have 60 of each on both right now. I don't really have a preference between the two because they're so low owned. Give me all the Kawhi. Give me all the Paul George. I second all of that. Paul George shot like garbage in the second game. It's going to be better tonight. I have not rejected, but there were a lot of spots on the slate where I said I didn't love the spots and it's because I was saving it for these Clippers guys. These are my preferred pay up targets. Again, I just, I think they have big games. Talk to me about Lou Williams, 5,600 on both sites. Uh, yay or nay? Definitely nay. Okay. Really? Yeah. Not so, uh, yeah. No, no real interest in Lou Will. It's a, this is a terrible situation for him. Um, the minutes are safe. He's going to play like 30 minutes, and that's fine. Uh, no Pat Bev. I'm not entirely sure who the real benefactor is there. It's probably like Landry Shamit. Um, so that could be something to talk about. Lou Will is mostly useless when Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are going to play 38 or more minutes. And that's how I have them right now. 
if you don't have one of those guys on the floor, it's great. Lou Williams can soak up usage. When Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are on the floor, either one of them, Lou Will's usage rate drops to like 21%. Um, he's not doing anything else other than scoring, and now he's not also shooting. Lou Will's going to be the first guy to lose minutes in this scenario if Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are out there because he's so bad defensively that if you're not getting all of the offense out of Lou Will, his true value, what's the point of having him out there? Uh, I think they start to defer a little bit in that sense. His talent is going to be kind of tied to Montrezl Harrell. Uh, Lou Will always looks a lot better when he can run that two-man game with Harrell. Harrell's still limited. I'm giving him 20 minutes here. He's picking up a lot of love, 19% ownership. The guy that's picking up the most love on this team, though, is Reggie Jackson at 25% ownership, 3,500. The question is, is he the guy that soaks up the time for Pat Bev being out. I'm not entirely sure he is. He's bad. Let's just start there. And much like Lou Will, him being out there more when Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are playing is not a benefit to Reggie Jackson. He's not going to project at the same rates. He's going to be a lower usage guy. Everything's running through Kawhi and Paul George. These guys are just picking up the scraps. So the other thing I don't like about Reggie Jackson in particular is slate dependent. I don't need someone that cheap because I'm not paying up on the most part for guys. I have enough value. Uh, I get it. Listen, Beverly out. I, Jackson's going to get the increased minutes. The usage is blah. The Lou Williams thing is very interesting. I think that's a damn good case. Like when he runs the full second unit and he has free reign to go wild Lou Williams, that's when you want him in a game like this. I'm not sure that's the case. Uh, I definitely like him more than you do, but I, I still think I might not be as high in him as seemingly Chad and just the field is. So Yeah, Chad's um, wrong. <laughs> okay, good. I hope because I probably come in under. I'm, like I said, not as aggressive as you on that, but I, I'm i not sure Lou Williams is like a, a lock button play. That That's for sure. I'm not there at any capacity. And I don't mean to point it out like this, but I mean, where where was it? I think uh, somebody said, I think Lou Will will finish the game with PG and Kawhi if it's close. If that game is close, having Lou Williams out there is a disaster. He is going to get destroyed in a pick and roll by Luka Doncic at the end of a game. They don't want Lou Williams in a closing role if Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are both healthy. They just don't. There's not, he is such a liability defensively that he's giving it all back. And all you're doing is getting Lou Williams to stand in a corner. You're not taking the ball out of Kawhi Leonard or Paul George's hands. He becomes ultra redundant in those final uh, lineups. Now, you could get to a case where you don't have a choice because people start not being on the floor. When you lose Pat Beverly, you need to fill that with something. Mm -hmm. I think they're better off filling that with Landry Shamit. But I just don't like Lou Williams if Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are playing 90% of the minutes. But to me, Lou Williams is an easy avoid today, as is Reggie Jackson. Listen, That's you great. made a good case. Yeah. I'm not, like I said, I'm not staking my slate on those guys for sure. There are other spots that I like. And I do like the Clippers in the game in general, so... It's where I landed. It's going to be a good one. I'm really excited to watch these games. I've been, lo- I mean, it's just fantastic. The the four games like this every other day, it's just damn good. Man, Chad is just truly crazy here. It's like no one's ever looked at Lou Williams' stats when Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are on the floor. So let's just do it, for example. 
Before we get out of here, the final thing we'll look at, I'm going to put Kawhi Leonard on the floor. I'm going to put Paul George on the floor. This is what you would expect Lou Williams to see for most of this game if he's going to be playing. Lou Williams' usage rate this season with Kawhi Leonard on and Paul George on, 19.9. He's not a 30% usage guy when these guys are out there. He's a .79 FanDuel point per minute guy when Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are both on the floor. 1.06 is my normal baseline. He's just not the same player. And if he's not going to be involved offensively, he sure as shit isn't going to be involved defensively. He's one of the worst defensive players in the NBA. What do you gain from having Lou Williams out there? Nothing. Nothing. You make your team ultimately worse. It's different in the regular season when you close with him because teams aren't making individual game assignments to attack you in the pick and roll over and over and over again. When Lou Williams is on the floor in a closing lineup, you best believe Luka Doncic is going to put him in a blender. Whew, that was Wrap fun. The mic. Well, Have on that you. note, we Have did you. MLB strategy show about to start. Keep it rolling here. We got shows on shows, as you mentioned. It's so much, dude. MLB strategy show coming up right now. Live before lock. I'll be back in an hour with Greg Ehrenberg. MLB live before lock, 6 p.m. tonight. Uh, and then best ball draft with Alex and Nolan Kelly. I think we hit on everything. 312 likes, too. We got to where we needed to be. Yeah, we did it. You got anything else? You want to sum it all up? No. Good luck, everyone. Watch some baseball, then come back and watch Josh and Greg break it down before lock. Enjoy the slate. Enjoy your Friday. We'll see you soon. There it is. Peace, Jordan. Hit that music.